You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host, Tyler Viso. Today I'm joined by Andre Champon and Patricia Caputo. How are y'all doing today? Doing good, Tyler. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It is officially fundraiser week for KLSU. This is the week that we ask for donations throughout the week, trying to just help us keep up maintenance and other things for just KLSU and our staff and everybody involved so we can keep creating content that you all hopefully enjoy and have learned to love and follow. But enough of that. We are going to talk about sports. Particularly, first up, we'll talk about men's basketball. The other day, LSU played against Alabama and won in overtime with a final score of 80-77. to We'll start first there. What were y'all's thoughts on the game the other day? Yeah, I mean, it was an electric game. I think it was exciting to see Darius Days score 24 points, kind of get back into his mojo. Tari Eason with another pretty good game, and then Brandon Murray, who had 17 points. It was also senior night for Darius Days, and it really was nice to see him kind of come back and be what you thought he was going to be at the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah, that was good to see. And also senior night for Xavier Pinson, too. Yeah, he was he was really good, too. I thought that they both played a pretty good game. Andre, what were your thoughts on the Bama versus LSU matchup? That was just wild, like wild atmosphere, uh, just a must-win game, it felt like, for LSU. That's what that, I was going to go with yeah, next. Which needed – they needed momentum, you know, any sort of momentum going into the SEC, you know, tournament. Uh, and they got it, you know. Alabama historically owns LSU basketball, yeah. especially Nate Oates. I think we were 1-4 and four entering – or 1-5 and five entering that yep. game uh, against Nate Oates. And the big thing for me was – it's really important to win that last game of the season. Right. Knowing and it's you're going to make the tournament, you know you're going to make the tournament. But winning that last game of the season, senior night, stuff like that is really important. And I think that it was just really great to see LSU come out like a ball of fire. The game got close after a while, and LSU kind of got complacent like they normally do. But yep. to come out with the win in overtime in a very just impressive way i mean after tari fouls out too in those final two minutes yeah exactly yeah and i really like to see that because versus that loss against arkansas tari isa made a great point and said it's not about staying in the game what it is it's finishing the game that they struggled to do and i was excited to see them finish a game versus alabama yeah i completely agree i think they still almost try they almost didn't finish the game but the game went into overtime so it was fine and they just squeaked out the win. But then after that, Texas A&M played Mississippi State, and I believe Texas A&M won. By a lot. It was they won by a lot. And, and that, I was not expecting that. Me neither. But that granted LSU the five seed in the SEC tournament, and that is what we're going to talk about next. So what were y'all's thoughts on LSU getting the five seed, and what are your thoughts about this SEC tournament? So it was a five-way tie, I believe, for fifth place in the SEC, yep. which was – Wild and uh, shows you how good the conference is, right? It's it's deep, and I think there's gonna be like at least six or seven SEC teams that make the the tournament come next week. But and then um, Florida on the bubble, that's about right. Right, yeah. right. So Florida has to make a push for semifinals at least. Yeah, but um, 
For LSU, I love where they got, you know, panned out at the 5C. You know, you get either a rematch with Ole Miss, you know, you, you get to go for revenge against them, or you get to face Missouri, who's probably one of the weakest coach teams in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, they're a 12 seed. Right. They're a 12 seed and then over Ole Miss. after that, it's what, Arkansas. And it's hard to beat a team three times. That's always what I think. And I would love to play against Auburn again at a neutral site. So. Yeah, I agree with Andre. In my opinion, I would want to push or at least root for Missouri because I think that they're the weaker team, as Andre was saying. I think Ole Miss has a lot of bigger guys, and we struggled uh, versus them at home. Yeah, but we didn't struggle with them the way that you think we did because they were 66% behind the arc that game. But also we saw that we couldn't really stop the three-point shooters on Alabama either, so that's a clear problem for us. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah. Yeah, Pennington only played for three minutes. So I think, honestly, I would rather – LSU play Ole Miss because I Me don't too. think Ole Miss could do that again. No, they're missing and their best player really right now. it really would be nice for them to right that wrong because you had no business losing that game, even without Pinson, without whatever. Whatever excuse you want to give, LSU had no business losing that game. So I'd like to see them come back and win, just beat Ole Miss, just to right the wrong of, okay, we messed up, but we know we're still better than them. Right. I want just an easy road to Arkansas. I'm a little more just – I think they can beat Missouri. They just played them, so they know what they're up against. And then I think Arkansas is clearly going to be a hard game. They beat us twice, and even though you're saying, you know, third time might be a charm for LSU, that's going to be a tough game against a number four team. So I feel like – I don't want to save your energy because I don't want them to just look past this game. But just to have a smoother road, I think you have to play Missouri. I, for one, am – and this is going to be – probably more of a hotter take for terms of how this LSU team has been. I personally would rather them lose the earlier the better. I would I would agree with you. Uh yeah, I just think that this LSU basketball team has way more to do with itself than it does playing opponents. Yep. Their defense is always going to be good and it's they're probably going to get some fouls here and there and they actually didn't do too bad on the fouls against Alabama. No, it was really. not bad at all. It I mean, really wasn't all terrible. Alabama did was shoot threes, though. So, so it's kind of harder to judge. Yeah. But in terms of the free throw shooting and just kind of switches and stuff like that, you can't really fix that. Nope. In a game setting, you need to go work on yourself. And so the earlier get you're you're a lock for the tournament. You're probably locked in as a six seed, maybe a high seven. Six if you, I would say six if you win the first. So you beat you beat Ole Miss or Missouri. You're probably locked in as a six. You have nothing left to prove because the only way you get bumped up even to a five seed, and I firmly believe this, would be if you won the whole tournament. Right. It's the we, only way you would even move up. And we saw that last year. You know, we were going in as a projected nine seed in the SEC tournament. Uh, went to the championship yeah, and moved up went, one. Right. It's not worth it for you to waste all of this time and energy and playing energy. teams when you could just go and get rest and work on yourself. Right. And prepare for whoever, you know, 
whoever your draw is. I think it would just give you a better sense of the game, really. I I agree with you. Patricia, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think we kind of saw this in women's basketball, that it's not a big deal. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it's not a huge deal to go on to win the SEC tournament. And the big thing is they're away, so you're away from at least just get back home, get back to Baton Rouge so you can focus on practicing some free throws and other You need to work on that kind of stuff way more than you need to work on other stuff, in Mm -hmm. my honest opinion. So it really doesn't. I really don't put much stock into this tournament right now. And the women's basketball team did the exact same thing. Right. They didn't put any stock into it because it really. And Will Wade in his press conference today said the exact same thing. He said, "I really don't put that much stock into the SEC tournament because they don't matter." It's true. By by the time, by the time it comes to. So we LSU will play on Thursday around 1.32, depending on when the Texas A&M game gets done. So in reality, you, the seeds are going to be almost locked. Mm-hmm. It's selection Sundays at 2 o'clock. The seeds are going right. to be locked in probably by Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. So you winning that one game is pretty much going to all but solidify your fate. Yeah, exactly. I, mean. I just don't know what else this team can really do. But I'll run down run it down for you, though. If LSU were to beat Ole Miss or Missouri, they would play against Arkansas, and then they would play against the winner. Then they would probably play against most likely Auburn, and then they would play either somebody along the other side of the bracket, but the top three seeds on that side are Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky. I don't think it matters that much, but if they were to make it to the championship, what realistically do you seed? What realistically seed do you see the Tigers being come – Selection Sunday, I'd say six, six on the diet, which is you think you stay at six? It's dangerous, yeah, but six probably. I mean, I'd rather also just win that first game than dip, pretty much. Same. Not like, not just lose against Arkansas, but I mean, if you're not gonna win the whole thing, which I feel like we won't, then there's no reasoning to us, you know, going and. Playing all these games, you know, playing till Saturday. Right, and I, you have the week, but which is it's you're not demanding gonna, on your body. It is because they flew to Tampa, and you're going to play in a couple games. And let's say you play till Saturday or Sunday, and then you come back, and then you get your seed, and then you're probably on the plane going to whatever site on like that Wednesday or that Tuesday or Wednesday to go get practicing at that. And with let's say you go out west to San Francisco. You're going like jet lag and stuff. You're probably going to leave on a Monday or a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The turnaround's quick. You don't need that on your body right now. You need rest, and that's what a lot of good basketball teams do. They don't play for championship SEC championships because those aren't the ones that matter. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think we'll end up being a fifth seed if we end up winning the whole thing. We'll move up. Maybe you'd move more. up one or two. Yeah. If, if you're projected a seven right now, then you'd move up to. You maybe move up two spots. That's what I mean. It's not very significant. And another thing we have to remember is I know that we've played this whole season, so this isn't an excuse. But a lot of these kids are young, and especially with that COVID year, they weren't in front of the fans. It was a different season. So I feel that this just we should use this time to rehabilitate their bodies, not have jet lag as much as you can, just focus on what's important. And rest up and right. just get your mind right. It's mm-hmm. Get the whole reset mentality I know a lot of coaches talk about it and a lot of teams preach that kind of stuff, but they really don't they really don't preach that kind of stuff and it right. really just doesn't work out how you want, but it'll be the best thing to do right now, mm-hmm. especially with the COVID year and everything that's going on right now. It would be really good to just have that rest. Yep, I couldn't agree more. 
Well, we are going to move on to some women's basketball. The LSU, the LSU Lady Tigers faced off against Kentucky in the, S in the SEC tournament and lost. That game really didn't matter, but what were y'all's thoughts on the game? I mean, Kentucky just had it from the start to finish, and you kind of knew where I think Kentucky won eight straight SEC games to finish their season after they lost against LSU they did. over here. And they, so, I mean, them beating South Carolina was kind of their, like, I don't know. That was their national championship. Their, yeah, that was pretty much their national championship. But, LSU, I mean, that's LSU, LSU has bigger things to worry about. Like like yeah. you said, getting healthy and just resting. That's really the whole and, big yeah. thing. And, like, we, knew, we already knew that South Carolina was beatable. So, it's LSU just a matter of chances with them right. and then messed up. LSU knows they, they can win this whole tournament. So, yeah, there's bigger things to focus on right now. That final score was seventy-eight to sixty-three. The one thing that I'll definitely just bring up about that because I really didn't think that tournament mattered. Everybody knew it. LSU was the two seed, and it didn't matter. The only South Carolina getting there was good and great and all, but it was because they dominate with their athletes. Mm -hmm. They have eleven All Americans on that team. They're really good. They're really, really good. Can't stress that enough about that team. So the pure athleticism will probably take you to that, but you didn't need it. And LSU needs to go and get themselves right before they go into it because probably, I would say probably 100% of this lineup hasn't been to an NCAA tournament. I don't think, unless there was a transfer or two that might have been to the tournament, 90% of this team... 90% of this team has been to an NCAA tournament. Autumn Newby went to Vanderbilt, but I don't think they've... Have they been to a tournament? Okay. Yeah. So there, there it is. I mean, that's... It, they need to go get their mind right. But the only thing from that that I will call positive was Kim Mulkey getting a technical and yelling at the referee, getting her money's worth. Yeah, I thought that was great. I, I, that was the only thing from the tournament that I looked at and said, okay, that was worth it. I thought it was great, too, yeah. It's a good move, and it was a foul. It was. Yeah, she should have freaked out. I totally support her. She. That's how you, her and Will Wade are very similar mm -hmm. in the fact that they know how to get their team hyped up. Exactly. Like 100%. It's crazy. And I feel like as a player, you see that and you go, okay, coach has got my back. Yeah, and it just, it, it just breeds winners. Mm -hmm. It breeds winners right there. So moving on to what's next basically is this coming Sunday, the women's basketball bracket will be announced. Right now, Bracketology on ESPN has LSU as a two seed facing off against Texas Arlington in the in the Stanford region of the bracket. They would host their first two games in Baton Rouge. How hype would that be for just women's basketball that to honestly be back? They went to five straight Final Fours, keep in the, mind. The PMAC will be sold out in both of those games, and that will be so great just for LSU athletics, period. Um, this is huge for LSU women, just like athletics, too. Getting back to where they were. Right. Simone Augustus we were in the so Sylvia dominant. Flowers days in the early 2000s. Went to five straight Final Fours. They were exactly. some of the best basketball players people say they've ever like in ever terms of seen LSU basketball, play. They've ever seen play. That's Period. what they say. Yeah. And it would just be so nice to just have women's basketball get itself back on the map in terms of LSU because they used to be so good, and then they got lost for a while, and now they're trying to find their way back. Right. I'm just going to mention how I think it was just a joke how uh, Kim Mulkey did not get SEC Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah. The I forgot that, that that happened. I think it was um, the South Carolina coach. But yeah. I just 
find that extremely funny, you know. I that so Kim Mulkey went on a press conference after and she said that in when she used to be in the Big Twelve, they used to they used to do the exact same thing. It was Dawn Stately, that's her right. name. Yep. Dawn Stately won SEC Coach of the Year. I mean, is that the trophy really after? Doesn't matter. She is the she is considered up for the Naismith women's basketball coach of the year though. She is. And I think she might win it because the turnaround that this team had is honestly just second to none. So I'm just so impressed by them in reality for what they've done. So I agree with you. I think it's amazing what she's done because she came in here with a team that essentially wasn't hers, right? She didn't do much of the recruiting or anything, anything, really. Right. And then came in and had to build that trust between those players. And I think she did a great job. And that's what happens when you win a bunch of championships prior to coming to LSU. You get the clout for it. So that's definitely something to look forward to. Right now, as a two seed, LSU did not have one of their best players. Alexis Morris did not play in the SEC tournament. Kimoki is optimistic that she's going to play. She seems very confident in considering the fact that she had a very similar injury to Xavier Pinson. But I guess it wasn't in that big of that big of a problem as it was for Pinson. I, I don't really know much about the the whole thing with the injury. Yeah, I think she has a sprained MCL, but Kimoki's very optimistic and she said that you know, during the SEC tournament, we're not going to fly her out there to Nashville. We're going to keep Alexis Morris at home. And I think that was just a great decision. Let her body rest. She's playing about 40 minutes a game, o- almost every single game. So she's a big help to this team, and they're definitely going to need her in the next coming weeks. And I, I'm, I'm going to listen to Kim Mulkey. I'm going to put my trust in her and believe yeah. that Alexis Morris is going to be healed and ready. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that with this extra week, women's basketball gets it a lot better than the men's basketball team does. Because they get that extra week off, that they, all of this week they're just practicing, resting, and yep. getting ready for the NCAA tournament. So that's really good for them, and I think that it would be really good. And the other bit of good news right now for the bracketology is that LSU wouldn't see South Carolina till the championship. If that's things a were to stay the same, yeah. you wouldn't see them till the championship game. The other, the other one seeds are like Stanford. Stanford would be in ours right now if it's projected the right. And then Louisville and NC State. There's not a ton of scary teams that I look at in this in LSU's region I'm of the good bracket. With that. I'm good with that matchup. Yeah, I mean, I can live with that. I mean, you play Texas is the three seed. You wouldn't see them till the Sweet 16. And then in the Elite Eight, you would see Stanford most likely. That's maybe with upsets. So Yeah, you never know with the upsets. So uh, women's basketball sometimes goes pretty chalk, but we'll see what happens. What are y'all's final thoughts on this women's basketball team going into the tournament? It's it's winter, winter bust pretty much. I you mean, know? you're a two seed, so yeah. Yeah, and you have Kim Mulkey, so it's like no excuses at this point. I think what we've done this year is incredible, and we have the experience to win a national championship. Yeah, and it's only up from here, really. They can only go up from here, so... Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can somehow manage to get ourselves some tickets to the basketball games here in a minute in Baton Rouge and see if we can cover some of these games. Mm -hmm. We'll see what we can manage, though. (laughs) We are going to move on to some baseball. This past weekend, LSU played in the Shriners Classic in Houston, Texas. They faced off against Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor. 
Andre, you were in Houston. You saw it firsthand. Let's start with Friday night. LSU walks it off against Oklahoma in the 11th, 5-4. to four. The game was electric. The game ended on a Jordan Thompson home run after some clutch hitting by Kay Doty, who really was the star of the show. Carried. Yeah, he carried Absolutely him. carried. And like like you said, that was so electric, uh, just that atmosphere of those guys playing in Minute Maid. And, and we played down the whole entire game. And j- just the timely hits were not there for LSU. We couldn't buy a hit until about sixth, seventh inning. Yep. And, um, I think when we scored our first run was in the Oklahoma's seventh. left-hander that threw the starter, he's projected top 15 draft pick this yeah, year. Yeah, he's uh, he was yeah. very good. So props to him because we could not hit him. We could no, not hit him. we just of waited him. for him to get out the game. Right. That's all we could and do. And Blake Money, I feel bad for them. Uh, he only gave up, I think, one or two earned runs and maybe one. I he gave say up one, one earned run. One it was earned a solo run. home run, I believe. Right, and – that, he had a phenomenal, just another great performance. You know, that's our Friday guy. Yeah, then, it's him. He, and he, then you see us play down the whole game, come back. You know, Trey Morgan had some clutch hitting. Uh, Kay Doty, like you said. And just we we had what it took at the end, you know. Yeah. We would – I've never thought in a million years that Blake Money was going to be our Friday night guy. And then on top of that, I never thought in a million years he was going to come out like a ball of fire. He's allowed one earned run through three weeks. Right. I get it. You haven't played the best teams. Weren't on run in three weeks. Right. This is coming from a guy that didn't even make the 30-man roster for the postseason last year. Exactly. Like, you would have just never thought that this kid would have been our Friday night guy. Exactly. And. But it was that was a great game. But uh, you know the next two LSU yeah. kind of found themselves in a hole. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next day when LSU played against Texas and lost six to one. What were your thoughts on the game? Right. Texas is the number one team in the country for a reason. They have the best pitching staff in America. Um, LSU just could not get the timely hit all night. It's kind of the same thing as Oklahoma. We just left way too many guys on base, but this time we actually did not bring any of those guys in on base. Uh, Patricia? Yeah, I agree with what Andre says. I think it's just, I mean, Trey Morgan, your leadoff hitter went 0 for 4 that day. That's not something you necessarily want to see, and it's just constant work. I think we had a few errors in that game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Just, yeah, some from – you know, the third baseman, shortstop, Jack Merrifield, and Jordan Thompson. That's just things that we have to clean up. Yeah. My thoughts from the Texas game were that Texas was the number one team in the country, and LSU is still working through lineup issues. Right, defensive issues. What I'm going to call growing pains. Yes. It's growing pains. New coach, new everything. Texas is pretty much I'll probably solidify they yeah they, they yeah, knew what their they lineup doing. figured out yeah they already. knew what they were doing there were one of the top projected teams in the country LSU was not I mean they were a top three team in the country in almost every poll going into the first game of the season LSU was I think around in the 8 to 12 range so we weren't projected much and then we kind of made our way up with all the runs we were scoring on other teams so I don't think that this game really matters as much as you think it does because it's the third week of the season. But Texas is no joke, and you left 13 runners on base. Yes. Which is the big glaring issue right now is timely hits. 
Right. My thing is your Saturday. I think your Saturday guy is solidified too in Ty Floyd. Just the thing is, you got to for him for pitchers in that situation where he threw the ball away right there, allowed a Texas run to score. You can't have that, especially against the number one team in the country, because you saw it. They made you pay. And then your bullpen right now is a big question mark too, because. You have all these guys coming in, you know, giving up a decent bit of walks, which is very questioning right yeah. now. So I think we need to get that situated out in a Sunday guy. Yeah, and I know Andre and I were arguing about this. But yeah, you said, yeah, y'all had <laughs> said that. that they, y'all had argued about but, it. And I was fine with them playing tight floor. I don't have a problem with that. But maybe I, I just want to know why Mikhail Hiller did not start at all this weekend. He's a guy who's had plenty of experience. He's or come here. out the bullpen. He didn't do anything. That's what I mean. I He's, mean, he didn't do a thing against – three name brand opponents and that and that's yeah that's a big worry because I mean he's been here since 2018 he's played against guys like this before and then all of a sudden you come out against number one Texas and Oklahoma and Baylor and you don't he's non-existent exactly I mean that's what that's what gets you and I like Ty Floyd in the Saturday role and he didn't he didn't pitch a bad game Texas was the number one team in the country I'd like to see him go up in this coming week, they're going to play Bethune Cookman at yeah, Alex Box. Yeah, that's a, that's team. a that's yeah. a not great opponent, but I like to see Ty Floyd start again because I want to see what he can build into that Saturday. Um, right now, we're looking at potential because you play, you have one more series till you go up against an SEC opponent, and you need to have a starting rotation figured out by the end of this coming week yes and i think uh jay had said in this press conference that that like we were warming up mikhail at one point during oklahoma yep. so we were going to use him out of the bullpen but that was just a crazy game i think we so that kind of just worries me i think he does better in the bullpen i think he does better in the bullpen as well to where when a lineup sees him more than twice they're going to start hitting off of him that's what happens that's very what happened in all those games so i think he's going to be midweek starter or just a bullpen guy from now on out because you have to put your guys where you know where they succeed best at. and we saw him struggle even against southern so it was it was just an issue with that patricia yeah and just going back to what you said about ty floyd i'm all about the experience i get it i just don't think that in a game versus texas it was good to throw him out there it's kind of like you just throw him in the ocean no it really it really was and i agree with that 100 percent. i just i think that you got to grow up sometime. You may as well just play the best team in the country. Because I don't think anybody really thought we were going to beat Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. Only four runs. And, I mean, he gave up four runs. Right. Like said, and yeah. you can win a game with five runs, especially with the lineup that we have. Exactly. And you left 12 on. Exactly. So that, that just added up. And, you know. It just comes back to haunt you, really. But so you said Mikhail Hilliard to the bullpen or midweek starter? I think – He'll be midweek. I think he'll start tomorrow. Yep. Definitely start tomorrow. Um, if not, then we know that he's going to come out of the bullpen from now on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, but let me just hit you all with the fact real quick. Last time we were 9-3, and three, started 9-3, and three, and we were 1-2 and two in Houston, was the 2017 team that went to Omaha and played in the national championship against Florida. I can double down your fact. Um, I'm pretty sure – I don't know. I remember though we played either Baylor or Oklahoma that year, and we gave and we got, got no hit. He threw a no hitter on LSU. 
It was one of Oklahoma or Baylor. It was they, Oklahoma. It was they, Oklahoma. They no guy hit us a on no a Sunday. Yep. On a Sunday. I was so there. Sunday afternoon, I remember that. I do remember that part, though. So, sure, if you want to take that fact with you to Just heart. Just take it with a grain of salt, man. No, I'll take it with know. a grain of salt. I'll take it with the whole thing of salt. But that's fine. I'll live with it. Uh, finally, we'll, we'll have the, the final game was LSU was against Baylor, and it was final score was 9-6. to Baylor beat LSU. That game was far too long. It got to, it got to midnight, and I kind of gave up. LSU had really just kind of just ran out of gas, essentially. Yep, I agree with you. It got to about midnight, and I, I was texting Andre, and I said, I, I never shut a game off, right? I'm always going to watch it, but I said, I have to get up in the morning. I'm shutting the game off. Yeah, and I gave up. It's always in the back of my head that they're going to make some crazy comeback and be like, oh, I'm a horrible sports fan. I shut it off. Nah. But, yeah. It's LSU baseball, and it's early in the season. Mm-hmm. If it was regionals, I'd be watching, oh, but it's it's not. It's just a regular game. But it was disappointing because I felt that we could have won that game. I mean, you're playing an unranked team, and then this time you didn't have Morgan that went 0 for 4, but you had Dylan Cruz that went 0 for 4, who's second in your lineup. Again, something you don't want to see. Okay. We kind of we talked about it, but in reality, Trey Morgan, Dylan Cruz, Jacob Berry, Kay Doty, those four guys – are going to figure it out. Right. I'm, I'm not worried about them in the slightest. Yeah, I'm so most him going worried. 0 for 4 really means nothing to me because they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I'm most worried about that catcher position right now where you have both guys cannot hit. Uh, you have Jordan Thompson. Besides that home run, y'all, he has not done much. Uh, I no, hate to I, say yeah. it. Uh, and Braden Joe Bear did not get a hit this weekend. So yeah, when you're this is when having Cade Beloso would have helped because you could have switched those guys every other game. If maybe till somebody got till somebody got in a got groove on yeah. fire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then you just keep rolling because with it. you know you never want to see a kid go into a slump like that because then it becomes mental. Yeah, uh, it speaking, does get mental. Speaking just from the mental aspect of the game, that is so important. Is slump is is just so hard to overcome. So no, you're definitely right. I think some other glaring issues right now. The errors we've kind of touched on it a little bit. They had five errors against Baylor and six hits. You don't win a lot of baseball games when you have one more hit than you do errors. Right. I can attest to that almost. I'm sure the stat would be probably 99%. Yeah. It's it's a game of errors. It's literally yeah. what it is. But definitely against Baylor, we should have won that game. So. Yeah. And a lot of it, I feel like it's just routine plays that they're just overthrown. And Trey Morgan is out here trying to put his body through a ton of work just to try to, you know, get an out. And that's not how it works. I've seen it multiple times in Jack Merrifield, especially where he just overthrows the ball, and then yep. sometimes you know the opponent can get an extra run going to, or going to second base rather. Right. I think we have a total of twenty six errors. Yeah, twenty six on, on the season. Twenty six errors. Thompson and it's the third week. with I think six. Uh, Merrifield with like seven, and then you have Doty with five. I yeah. mean, you just that's can't have that. And that's your whole infield. You know, we thought that was going to be the most solid position. Yeah. I think right now there needs to be some lineup changes in terms of player positions. I think it's officially time Jacob Berry leaves the outfield and goes back to third base like it was originally projected or from DHs. the very beginning. Or DH. I think you need to actually put a genuine outfielder in the outfield. Crazy. Crazy. You said Giovanni DiGiacomo? Yeah, I think DiGiacomo. I think that's your best bet. I think he knows where to go with the ball. I think he's just your best option right now. Most experienced, too. 
So I think that you need to do some stuff like that. You're going to have to move this team around a little bit. And you got pretty much four games, four or five games. You play McNeese. You play a series against Bethune-Cookman. And then you play Tulane. And then you go and play Texas A&M. So it's officially time to have some answers. And I think LSU will figure it out. I think it's kind of just growing pains. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to start in this midweek game versus McNeese tomorrow. Get the win, put the confidence back up. Maybe you see guys like Joe Bear get a hit just to kind of bring him out of that slump and make these changes now at a team. Yeah, they're 8-4. and four. They're not a bad team, but I think they're beatable. Yeah, I agree. I think we should take all of our frustrations out on that weekend on poor little McNeese and then yeah. just, you know, run it up maybe. Um, just speed them pretty bad and then use that and just this weekend bethune cookman is not good y'all uh, yeah i think I mean, they got beat by 20 something runs the other night yeah so so i mean it's obvious but that's kind of really what it's going to take just get everybody officially out of the slump and go tee off on some teams real quick and then go into sec play and let's finally see what this team is made of right. that texas team was really good and that oklahoma team was not bad you faced their best pitcher like Andre said, he was number he's projected number top fifteen pick in the draft. So I think this team is gonna get better with time, but growing pains for a new coach and a completely new staff, by the mm-hmm. way. After you'd been under Paul Maneri for most of those guys for a couple years now. So I think they're gonna be all right. Any right. final thoughts? I just think now is the time to clean it up. I know it's gonna take a while, but you have a few games that should be easily won. Clean up the infield, fi- figure it out now. Andre? Yeah, I would say the same thing because you have Tulane, who's also ranked now. They just beat Mississippi State uh, in a week and a half. And then you have, yeah, big boy baseball. Yeah, it's SEC time. You have SEC, and no one's going to be a cakewalk. I think A&M is going to be one of our easier opponents, but it's early. With the way that we're playing right now, they could go and sneak up, you know, beat us twice. Yeah, win the series, yeah. It's just something you need fix right now yeah well i completely agree with all of that i hope that they can get something done here before the real baseball starts and they got about five games to do it but that is going to do it for us today for andre champagne for patricia caputo i'm tyler viso and this has been the hodges huddle